Welcome back, Utah Car Sense, presented by Mark Miller Subaru on the Zoe Sports Network. I like the jams this morning. Alex Lundberg getting our blood going this morning uh, behind the ones and twos, as they used to say back when it was records and, and yeah. reels and <laughs> tapes. Uh, now the ones, twos, threes, and fours are all electronic on a computer screen. Now it's just zero and ones. (laughs) (laughs) On the zero and ones. (laughs) (laughs) On the zero, one, one, zero, one, zero, one, one, zero is uh, uh, Neo (laughs) behind the the glass. What was that guy's name in the Matrix? Neo? I think it was Neo, yeah. 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 Uh, He is George Roska, general sales manager of Mark Miller Subaru Midtown, 3535 South State. I'm Austin Horton. I'm nobody. So uh, call in and... uh, You are the man. (laughs) I am the man. 855-340-ZONE is how you get a hold of us. 855-340-ZONE. Everyone that calls in and shares a moment with us today is entered to win a four-pack of VIP Lounge movie passes. EPA regulations. Yeah. The, The previous president of the United States had one goal. The current president of the United States has a different goal. And Shocking, uh, right? the, they're nowhere near each other. Yeah. But in California, major automakers are ignoring the EPA miles per gallon rollbacks and cutting a side deal with California anyway to make it better. Uh, Ford, Honda, Volkswagen, and BMW's U.S. division has agreed uh, to, in California to set an example for the EPA and its long-stalled emissions and fuel economy revamp. They will raise the fuel economy standards by about 3.7% a year through 2026 to a final target of about 50 miles per gallon. Current standards call for a 5% annual increase through 2025, reaching a final target of 51. The agreement comes as talks have broken down between California and federal officials over the EPA's plans to freeze standards at about 37 miles per gallon through 2026 and to revoke California's long-standing right to set its own tighter emission standards. So if I'm understanding this correctly, the EPA has come in and said, ah, 37 miles per gallon is good, and these car companies are saying we're going to make it 50. Is that how I'm understanding this? Or yeah. Is that, okay. Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting because, I mean, the, the, the Trump administration tried rolling back these new standards, which had already been agreed upon with the automakers, and the automakers... The, the way the business model works, it's not like, okay, we're going to decide in 2019 what we're going to make in 2020, right? These are five, 10-year plans that they made, and, and they've already invested money, and, 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 they've, and the market is driving this demand. And it's not just, it wasn't just the Obama administration saying, you have to be at 50 miles a gallon, uh, my decree. It, it, people want better gas. So mic- let it be written. <laughs> so let it be done. Yeah. But that's what they're trying to do now. They're trying to undo that by decree and 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 changing all these plans that these automakers have have made. And the automakers are going, no, we're going to team up with the states and we're going to make our own plans. And it's they're not going to be as aggressive as what the the Obama rules were calling for. Um, but it's still the, the the automakers are profit driven, right? They're they're not idiots. They know they know the, the social norms are advancing. They know that people want uh, higher fuel economy, hybrid cars, electric cars. Um, but that they want to make money at the same time while doing it. And so that's where I think them teaming up with each other and with California to create a new standard will help them be profitable as they do that. So 
Another thing that says that the automakers have been thirsting for is flexibility in meeting the requirements. Yeah, and and that I, I understand because you you have a lot of different automakers out there. Some have more SUVs and trucks in their lineups. Some have uh, you know smaller cars and, and and more hybrids, and so that's where I think the flexibility makes sense. But the overall goal should still be to to get the fuel economy up and and pollute less. California Governor Gavin Newsom said in a statement announcing this deal that, quote, few issues are more pressing than climate change, a global threat that endangers our lives and livelihoods. I now call on the rest of the auto industry to join us and for the Trump administration to adopt this pragmatic compromise instead of pursuing its regressive rule change. It's the right thing for our economy, our people, and our planet, close quote. Interested to hear what uh, people here in Utah think about this. California yeah. uh, mindset is a lot of way, in a lot of ways different politically than the Utah mindset. What do you like? What do you dislike about this agreement between these four automakers and the EPA regulations in California? 855-340-ZONE if you have a thought on that. We'd love to hear it. Well, in the largest vehicle market in the U.S. is California, right? And, and many other states, the carb states is what we're talking about, base their vehicle regulations on California's. And so that's why California has such outsized power in this, is A, they're the largest market, and B, they've, they've teamed up with others, and so they now control a, a, a large majority of the car market in the United sure. States. And I think people are going to be keeping track of, you know, which manufacturers um, um, are going to be part of this new alliance and which aren't, you know. Um, we, the, the previous program we were listening to, you know, talked about people voting with their dollars and um, that you're going to see that keep happening and, and it's going to happen with, with this as well. Uh, I, I would agree. That's what history would tell you, and that's what uh, I would expect as well. 855-340-ZONE. Uh, I'm really interested in hearing, because you and I are in agree agreement, I think, with this. Uh, I want uh, better, uh, less polluting vehicles on the road, but I'm also a hypocrite because I want a high-performing vehicle. Like, I don't want to get an electric vehicle right now because the range just doesn't do it for me. And I'm, I'm the same way. But I also and an electric vehicle, by the way, also still promotes pollution because it in this state is powered by coal exactly. as it charges. But, but yeah, anyway. but but that doesn't mean you and I shouldn't be um, wanting our elected officials and and the car manufacturers to be keep to keep pushing the technology. Things improve over time. Um, we get more efficient. Um, the cars get more efficient. We're able to squeeze more mileage out of out of a drop of gasoline, and that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, just because you and I don't drive electric cars, that doesn't mean we don't want better fuel economy and, and greener cars out there. Right. Uh, in fact, we've got some phone calls, I think, in regards to this subject, 855-340-ZONE. We'll start with Don. Thanks for calling in, Don. Hi, Don. Hey, good morning. Uh, my uh, road trip is going to be to St. George and going golfing and and then go to Vegas. I'm, hopefully, I'm in the running to be on that TV show, The Pawn Stars. Oh, that'll be cool. Vegas. What do you have uh, to offer to the Pawn Stars while you're there? I have this uh, antique knife that I found at a thrift store in Salt Lake. What's, and, do you uh, know what the story is behind it, or you're hoping they'll tell you? Oh, I know all about it. Just that it came from Nebraska, and it's a it's a fighting. It's called a fighting knife from uh, Floyd Nichols. Wow. And he made all these knives for servicemen in his county. And uh, luckily, uh, 
I found it uh, in Salt Lake. Uh, a guy here was from Nebraska, and, and they eventually gave it to the thrift store. Huh. And that's worth a lot of money. So, well, good for you, Don. I'm in the running right now. They're they're reviewing it. I'm the producers of Pawn Stars, and I might be on there this year. Well, if you do, make sure you call back and tell us. We can uh, DVR that thing and watch it. Yeah. It'll be fun to see on there. And then also, can I give you some friendly advice on your new house? Yeah, yes, of course. Okay, make sure you paint the garage, and I'll be willing to help you paint it, too. <laughs> why Why paint uh, the garage? Just just for looks? Oh, it looks nice. You drive up, you open your garage, and you have your nice Subaru in there. Yeah. Your nice painted white walls. It looks a lot nicer. Uh, and, it, and then it's easier for dust than that. You can just wipe off the dust. It looks so much better to have a painted garage. And if you don't do it now, before you move in, you'll never do it. Probably so. He, start, he's right. I haven't I haven't done mine. So if you want to come help me, um, I'll, I'll take you up on that offer. Don, you're the man. <laughs> okay. Thanks for calling in. All right. Appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Don. 855 and Don's a good some guy. Some words of wisdom I always from like Don. hearing from Don. I like it. He even offered to come help us. Yeah. Nice. Not a nice guy. All right, from Don to Darren. Thanks for calling in, Darren. Guys, how are you? We're fine. Isn't the California situation a perfect example of how our 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 political system is supposed to work, where we get two extreme sides and then we end up with a compromise? I I worked in California and and there's so much tension politically in Sacramento that it's just wonderful to see kind of an in-between place come out of this stuff, and it, I think it can be an example for lots of things going on right now, but I actually really am happy with that compromise. Love what it's doing for the auto industry. I also love what it's doing for the people of California, and, and wouldn't we all love 50 miles a gallon? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. That's a really good point, Darren, and it's not like these automakers aren't also still pursuing a dollar while doing right. this. Right. Nobody's saying they can't make a buck. So Yeah. yeah. Th- th- like they're they're self serving in this compromise, yet it's still a compromise. Well it's yeah, it's something they've wanted. It's you know, it's the polluters coming and saying, Okay, no, we we wanna do less and mm-hmm. you know, they, and they and they understand, you know, uh the, the the risks going forward with climate change and um, you know, how that puts not only the environment at risk but their business at risk too. So Thanks for the call, uh, Darren. Good point. 855-340-ZONE. If you uh, want to add to the show there, 855-340-ZONE. Uh, something I was told when I uh, leased my Subaru with the EyeSight technology is that eventually insurance companies are going to start giving you a discount yeah. for having better protected cars, you don't get safer a driving vehicles. No, don't get a discount. What? Don't get, don't get a discount. In fact, Jalopnik has a, an article out right now. That is talking about the insurance agencies essentially claiming that they're baffled by the new driver safety technology. Here's what it says. Insurance companies aren't sure about all this newfangled driver safety assistance tech. Some consumer advocacy groups are mad at Tesla. BMW's got batteries on the brain and more await you here in this uh, this article. First, a changing landscape. Many new cars today can come optioned with a suite of advanced driver assistance systems like 360-degree cameras, auto braking, lane keep assist, adaptive cruise control, etc. It's the way of the future. These futures are very attractive to buyers, and they are designed to make driving safer. But insurance companies, which base their entire profit system on accidents and collisions, could see these systems start affecting those premiums, according to Reuters. 
Personal auto insurance, while traditionally a low-margin business, provides the largest amount of liquidity to insurers, generating more than $244 billion in 2018's direct premiums in the United States alone. Motor insurance is also seen as a way for insurance companies to cross-sell other, more lucrative products to customers. According to Swiss REAG, the world's largest auto reinsurer and mapping company here, uh, ADAS, or uh, as we just mentioned, the uh, uh, driver assistive systems, uh, has the potential to reduce motor accident frequencies by up to 25%, cutting global insurance premiums for fully ADAS-equipped cars by $20 billion by next year. So certain insurance companies are giving you a break by having these technologies, but the insurance companies are starting to rethink is that really the best business model for us? For them, because they're getting less premiums. Because people are getting in less accidents. Well, that's how the free market works, right? Mm-hmm. It's you, You're getting less uh, uh, putting out, so you're going to get less put in. But um, no, I think that's a good thing, and I think people should shop around. If they're not getting discounts, if you have a, an eyesight car... Did, Austin, you need to shop around, man. Uh, how I long do. has it been since you've, you've looked at your insurance? Call, call Alex. Call my guy. We, we have an insurance uh, company with uh, Might be with what Mark I need Miller. to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, insurance companies here in the U.S., this article say, claim they don't, quote, have sufficient data to validate auto industry promises of safety benefits from these they automated have driving systems. plenty system. of data. They have more data than they've ever had. What are they <laughs> talking about? That, you could smell that BS <laughs> yeah. in that comment. That's, that, that is, is words that stink. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I should be getting a, a yeah. bit of a discount. Yeah. And it's not much. You know, I think when I shopped around on mine, I think one without – well, they don't even make one without eyesight now, but I think when I shot my previous one, it was like 15 bucks a month. But hey, it added up. You 15 know. times 12 is yeah, quite a deal there. Yeah. You know. Yeah. The other thing is when you're leasing a car, the, your insurance is going to be higher than your used car was because it's a new car. Yeah. You got to cover you the stuff. So I understand that, that trade on it. But anyway, uh, the hearing that just made me laugh out loud hearing them say, well, there's not enough data to show that these are actually safer for you. Okay. Lie. All right. Lies and deception. Harumph, harumph was, is what I heard there. Uh, all right. 855-340-ZONE if you want to be a part of the show. 855-340-ZONE. In fact, before the show, you were telling me that uh, there is some movement towards the driverless uh, future. Well, it's a it's a slow movement. <laughs> well, there was an interesting article, and you, you know, you and I talk about this almost every time I'm on the show, and and we always um, will, and, and and we always will Until because it happens. because you know I'm not a fan. I think cars should have steering wheels. <laughs> I think people should have pedals <laughs> to drive the cars and be able to take control uh, of the car at, at at any point. And and I like the technology that helps enable the self driving cars because it also helps assist the driver. And it does help make the car safer. And, and we all want that. I want a safe car. I want to, to, to have my family be safe when I have them in the car with me. Um, but I just, I don't really think that, I don't want the car to drive itself. And and there was some news from from actually more of the car manufacturers themselves um, the, this week. Uh, there was an article in the New York Times. The Ford and Volkswagen, you know, are teaming up on the the self-driving tech. And they're, they're coming to realize that it's going to be a lot more expensive than they thought, right? Mm-hmm. And... You know, you, you and I have talked about this where we're maybe 90% of the way there. 
but going from 90 to 100% is going to be more expensive than it was to go from 0 to 90. Mm. And 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 they're realizing that and they and they realize that, you know, the the margin for error is going to be really small and while there may be some use cases where it's nice and sunny out and the freeway's open and you can, you know, have your car drive you there by itself, great, my Subaru can pretty much do that right now. Um it, it's not going to be self-driving in, in most cases or in, in, right. in all applicable cases, weather, traffic. Um, the, the biggest problem that they're ha- having to overcome is a car can't anticipate behavior, right? So let's say that there's a law in, and, and that this actually is a law, in California on a single lane highway, you cannot uh, cross a double uh, yellow line, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, and let's say there's a bicycle, bicyclist on that lane. Um, you have to stay three feet back of that bicyclist at all times, according to the law. Well, this self-driving car, in theory, could not legally pass that bicyclist because it's being programmed to never cross a double yellow line. It's being programmed to follow the bicyclist um, at, um, at all times three feet back. And guess what? In California, they have another law. If you have five or more cars behind you, you have to pull over. If you're a bicycle? No, if you're a car. Really? If you are if you have a car and there's five or more cars following you, you're supposed to pull over and let those cars pass. On certain roads. On certain Not roads. Not like the freeway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, on a single lane road. Mm-hmm. And what is this self-driving car going to do at that point? It is going to have an aneurysm. It doesn't know what to <laughs> it do. It doesn't know what to do. Um, it's because it's going to break one of the laws at one point, right? Cannot break laws. It, self-destruct. <laughs> no disassemble here. And, so, and, and this is just one case, right? There's hundreds of these cases, thousands of these cases, where you can't just program everything into, into play. You and I anticipate problems on the road. You and I know that that bicyclist may dart out if he has to, to pass a dog that's on the side of the, the road. Well, the, the car is not going to know that. Mm-hmm. And so it's, they're coming up with so many use cases. And, and they're learning this from the data that they've been gathering while doing these trials on the road and, and from these uh, camera systems that they've got on these you know, self-driving Ubers and things like that, that they're, they're not as close as they thought. And they've definitely oversold this thing and how quickly it's coming. I, I think that we have amazing microchips and computers and robots that can do things for us. The, uh, but I'm not ready for them to be in control. We do. I love all my technology, but I couldn't get my hotspot to connect before the show, and it, that was frustrating. And, and it's, we nearly died doing <laughs> that. <laughs> right? <laughs> Imagine that happening while your car's driving. It can't connect to the <laughs> sensor network, and then it doesn't know where it's at, and it drives you <laughs> off a cliff. And <laughs> yeah, uh, Not to go to extremes or anything. No, no. I mean, we would never do that. <laughs> um, what a dumb rule, though, by the way. In California. What's that? I'm the, supposed to be oh. counting cars in my rearview mirror well, while driving down the road? Well, yeah, you're not supposed to slow people how, down. First of all, how can you see more than one <laughs> car behind you on a single lane highway? <laughs> how, what if that car is a big truck? It's a big truck. Then, you're yeah, you're done there. Do you have to do you have to lean your head out the window <laughs> and look around? How many cars are behind One, two. Is that a car? I don't know. And then you die. So but, that, what a dumb rule that yeah, is. Yeah. Five cars. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. How about just if you're slow... Move over. Pull over. Yeah. Regardless if it's one car or 20. Yeah. If you're dumb and dumbering it up the mountain hey, this, on a moped. I'm sure this was one of those compromises they came up with, where <laughs> one side wanted one car, the other side wanted 10, and that's how we got with five. Five, so. five cars. <laughs> You'll, you might die counting the cars or kill someone else coming ahead of you, but hey, you got to count to five. Anyway, uh, along these same lines, GM 18 months ago, 
petitioned the government to let them have driverless yeah. tests where there is no driver. Well, there's no driver public or roads. steering wheel or anything, and they're looking at it and going to have a decision soon. So uh, yeah, not the, looking forward to that. Really. A public comment period for the company's request closed back on May 20. And so it's like any moment now we're supposed to be getting a ruling and a, and a decision on whether or not GM will be allowed to uh, do that. Well, and this ruling could set precedent for the industry, basically, right? Um, if if they allow GM to move forward with these driverless cars and no steering wheels and everything, you're going to see more of, of, of that coming. So hopefully the right decision's made there. So surveys show nearly three-quarters of Americans are afraid to ride in fully self-driving vehicles. Well, you heard of why that one in Vegas crashed, right? They no. have that, so they have this self-driving shuttle, kind of like the one because they wanted they to do here at Station Park. They, they quote Vegas as a, this is three fourths are are afraid to f- do this, but in Vegas, yeah, they're not quite as afraid. Oh, it's so funny because in Vegas, well, so so they had a, a self-driving shuttle that was just going up and down the strip, and it was going at like twenty-five miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Well, there was this delivery truck that was backing up, and the shuttle was stationary, right? Well, the truck didn't see the shuttle. And so it just basically crashed into it, and no, the, the, there was an operator in the shuttle, but the controls were locked away, and he didn't have the key. <laughs> so they were just standing what? there watching this truck back into them, and they couldn't move. That's why I think it's such a terrible idea. Why were the controls locked away? Because we cannot trust the humans. <laughs> <laughs> They'll mess with the data of this study. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and it's just like, really? Or, or how about the, the, the one in Station Park in yeah. Farmington? Yeah. Uh, which luckily no one was injured on, but the state worker who got his face bloodied and bruised uh, a couple weeks ago. Oh, I didn't hear about that one. Oh my gosh, he I looks like we supposed to be safe. Looks like he lost a, a, a welterweight round. Oh no, he looked awful. You get black run over? Eye, both black eyes, swollen, bruised cheeks, Jeez. bleeding from his nose. No way. Oh yeah. Oh man. And do you know what they did? Uh. It's a UTA sponsored shuttle over there. They didn't have any reason for why it stopped suddenly. Huh. Uh, it just it just did. It just you slammed and I on the brakes. You talked about these things being death traps there. Just slammed on the brakes. This guy fell, hit his head on a support bar. Oh jeez. Uh, and they reduced the speed from 12 miles an hour to 7 miles an hour. That's what we need. Because and then put it right back into commission. Maybe we can just walk. No reason, no explanation, no way to avoid it happening Again. in the future because yeah. they don't know what caused it. Hmm. Perhaps a butterfly hmm. flew in front Into of this the sensor. sensor or something. It's stop! <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, that's uh, to oh, a complete that's, halt. That's and nice. it's not a slow down anti lock nice. braking system. Yeah, it's it is a, a full. You're halt. dead. Stop. <laughs> yeah. So, huh. I'm one of the three fourths that won't be getting in a I'm, fully self driving yeah. vehicle. Yeah. Not ready for Johnny Cab uh, from for, from Total Recall. Barely trust my Uber driver, let alone. The- <laughs> right. A Utah Car Says presented by Mark Miller Subaru here on the Zone Sports Network. 855-340-ZONE if you want to be part of the show. It's 855-340-ZONE. Uh, we've got uh, some more stories to talk about, including when you've gone too far in decorating your vehicle to look like one from the movies. Uh, and this guy went really way too far. And then we've got a piece of audio that I think is important for us to play for our listeners during the hot summer months here in Utah. All up next here on Utah Car Sense.
still looking to give away these movie passes. 855-340-ZONE. 855-340-ZONE. If you call in right now, share a story, a comment, a question with us. You'll be entered to win those four-pack of VIP Lounge movie passes. And right now, you'd have a one-in-seven shot at it. So get on in. 855-340-ZONE. The poll question this week. Name your quick getaway road trip here in Utah as uh, summer is quickly vanishing as school is beginning for some districts next week. 855-340-ZONE. Jeff Reese says, uh, once you get off the I-15, head to Moab. That's Always his, a good, his little getaway. Good choice. But one of the least safe uh, roads in Utah, that, oh, my gosh, it's that one highway of the, It might be the highest the, death rate in Utah, in actually. Utah, yeah, yeah. So uh, be safe if you go down there. Jake Hatch says, uh, coming to you from my nomination, Bear Lake, driving through Logan Canyon to get there is great. John says he's heading to Bear Lake just on Monday. Megan says Bear Lake easy. And Bear Lake responds with agreed. Lots of Bear Lake fans out Bear there. Bear Lake itself tweeted yeah. at us. <laughs> so that's fun. Uh, or they said amen. Excuse me. Uriel says he needs more info. Uh, do you want to go camping? Do you want to stay at a hotel? The best places usually involve camping. But some people, I'm, that's I'm, too primitive. I'm a hotel kind of guy. Are you? I want to stay in a hotel, then go hike somewhere the next day. Then come back to my hotel. I like uh, I, 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 I like I, nature in like short doses. Sure. Yeah. See, this is I, I think I'm a country uh, camping man. Yeah. And then I get out there and I'm like, I don't want to be a country camping man anymore. See, and and I like where's the hot tub? <laughs> <laughs> I like going up like Guardsman's Pass because it's okay. close. You can do a nice hike while you're up there. You get the nice views. You get you know you feel like you're out in the in the country in the nature. Um, there's some dirt roads. You can get your car nice and muddy and, you know, come back and uh, show your neighbors how adventurous you are. <laughs> um, but uh, then you get to sleep in your comfy king bed at night and, uh, yeah, enjoy a hot meal. And a shower. And a shower. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let us know your quick getaways. 855-340-ZONE. David has a comment. Hey, David. What's up, David? Yeah, hi. So I really enjoy uh, going to Moab and um, doing the mountain biking, rock climbing, hiking, just a fun getaway it's only three hours away so we're so lucky to live so close aren't we yeah yeah they, uh, it's a good point uh, a lot of people come from oh they all travel over the world yeah to, to go to, to moab. here well it's so unique you know it's such a cool place and yeah Mo- moab's definitely a, a top favorite of mine too from uh david then to brian hi brian good morning good morning thank you thank you for calling what can we do for you so I would say the one of the cool unknown places. I I just we just filmed a uh, film out there, and it was the Little Grand Canyon, which is south of Utah. I mean, south of uh, Provo a bit, by Castledale, and it's a little wood sign about 30 miles off off the road, and you can literally drive out there. And when I showed the footage, everyone asked how I got a permit to shoot those locations in the in in the Grand Canyon, and it's not. It's right here in Utah. It's amazing. I've never even heard of Little Grand Canyon. I'm gonna have to. So it's, uh, part of the San, it's part of the San Rafael Swell, and if you're, uh, you know, Price and then Huntington and then Castledale, you can get there from any three of those. And it literally, you come up on this. It's called the Wedge. It's a specific spot, and you'll be blown away by how much it looks like the Grand Canyon. It's crazy cool. It's just 300, 800 foot, 1400 foot cliffs in some places. Wow. Little wow. river in the That's bottom. Cool. You can hike all over it. You can camp right on the edge of it. It's amazing. And, and a lot closer than the real Grand Canyon, oh, too. Sure. So, yeah, I never it's heard that, of it either. Absolutely. Thanks for, thanks and for less, sharing. And less crowded. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. What are you filming down there? Yeah. 
So, so I made a movie called Resilience in the Last in the Lost Gems, and it's about a little girl whose family gets hit by a flash flood, and um, she's stuck there by herself, 57 miles from nowhere. And we shot 45 days, 32 locations all over Utah, a lot of the places no one's ever seen. It's a postcard for Utah. It's actually playing um, next Friday in the uh, Family Film Fest in the Provo at the Covey Art Center at 6:30. And I would highly suggest look it up on IMDb, Resilience and the Lost Gems. And if you're a local Utah person, I bet there's 20, 20 locations you've never even seen, even if you lived here. And it's all within really close, you know. It's amazing for sure. Well, Brian, uh, with your permission, I'm going to replay this uh, call on next week's edition of The Movie Zone, if you wouldn't mind, to let everyone uh, hear it again next week. Absolutely, yeah. If you guys want to talk, I'd love to talk about it. It's a really, it's a family film, but it's an action film. I'm a stunt coordinator, and this is my first film as a director. And I wanted to bring uh, family values, but in an action way. So people that don't normally go to, you know, slightly faith-based films or something like that, mm-hmm. they'll you'll love this. I mean, it's there's a wolf. We go to Little Sahara, which is another great location, mm-hmm. and then we're that go. We're all over the state. It's really cool. So yeah, I'd love to talk on your show anytime. I want to promote it as much as possible. All right, Brian. We'll be in touch, buddy. Thanks for calling in. Cool. Appreciate Thanks. it. Resilience in the Last Gems. Check it out next week. I like the title. Uh, Little Grand Canyon. You better believe I'm going to go check that out. That looks cool. And it's, yeah, a couple-hour drive, and you're out there. And I've never been to the Grand Canyon. Never been there. I have as a kid, but it was such a long time ago that I didn't really get to experience it, you know, the, the yeah. way you should. And A few summers ago, uh, we went down to Ponderosa Ranch in Zions. Oh, that's nice area. And had a nice yeah. family uh, reunion. Big, giant, luxurious cabins. Yeah. In beautiful nature, with swimming pool and uh, amenities, but you feel like you're roughing it a little bit, you know, <laughs> even though you're not. It's like a mansion that you're staying in. Uh, but when we were done, my wife and I, we actually we had planned to go back to work a day earlier than uh, the trip, or the trip ended a day earlier than we had planned. Mm-hmm. And we were looking, well, what should we spend our final day of vacation doing? Do we want to drive home and just relax before we have to go back to work? And I thought, well, you know, the Grand Canyon's only another three and a half hours. And we've never seen the Grand Canyon. Why don't we head on down there? We got two exits down the freeway and decided we were too tired. <laughs> so no, we, drove, we, we, we went we, far enough. We around and I said, I, I swear to you, I'm ashamed of this, but I said it and I meant it. I said, ah, we can YouTube the Grand Canyon. <laughs> I don't need to see the Grand Canyon, uh, but maybe oh, maybe I can make it. Cat. Maybe I could make it to the Little Grand Canyon uh, down by Price. Yeah, thanks to Brian for the call there. That's funny. All right, keep those coming in eight five five three four zero zone. All right, uh, Alex, we've got a bit of news here that we're going to play. This comes from Ohio. Now, a, a sad, tragic story in New York where two children were left inside a hot vehicle and unfortunately passed away. This one ends happy in Ohio. And it is a little dramatic at times in the sound, but I think it's really important. We cannot be reminded often enough of the dangers and how quickly things can turn inside a vehicle during the hot summer months. Here's a piece of news from Ohio. The window broke or no? A Perkins Township police officer rushes to the parking lot of the Walmart on Milan Road on Saturday and is told two little girls are stuck inside an SUV in the stifling heat. Sergeant Martin Curran uses his baton to smash out a window and unlocks the door. The mother of one of the girls tells Sergeant Curran that her locks have been malfunctioning and she normally leaves the vehicle unlocked. But when she went to get the girls out of the car, 
She discovered the doors had been accidentally locked with the keys inside. A Walmart employee tried to smash out the window with a crowbar, but was unsuccessful. It's okay. We got you. You're okay. The woman told Sergeant Curran that she realized how much danger the girls were in as a result of temperatures in the 90s and immediately called 911. So they do have a squatting route. Do you want to send them in the back of the, in front of my car where there's some air? Yeah. Sergeant Curran has the two children and their mothers wait in his police cruiser until paramedics arrive at the scene. By all means, have a seat. The two girls are checked out and are given clean bills of health. I'm only going to go to the back of the ambulance okay. and we do some evaluations and then um, we do some paperwork, okay? Do you want to go to the hospital or anything? Let's go check temperatures and all that. Okay. okay. The doctors are going to help you, okay? Perkins Township Police concluded there was no negligence involved. It was just an accident. But they do say the incident provides a cautionary tale for all parents. I don't know how the door's locked, because I know my lock's broken. I don't ever lock my doors. People think leaving someone in the car for five minutes okay. It's not. Um, that temperature can rise quickly. As you can see um, in the video, the, the children were, were had already started to sweat at that time. We make mistakes, and you know the police are here to assist you. And if you make a mistake, call us. We'll come out and help you as best we can. You're not always going to be arrested. It's a mistake. There you go. Bit of news out of Ohio. Uh, dramatic, uh, heart-wrenching to hear those kids crying. They wow. ended up being fine. Yeah, it's... Everything worked out. Uh, but uh, please, 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 until we have some politicians that get their brains in order and make it so that there has to be sensors that, yeah, they might beep and annoy you, but it'll save lives. It's up to us to constantly remind ourselves to not leave people or pets in vehicles, no matter how long it is. In fact, we've gotten in the habit in our home. It, so if we're running, if we're driving somewhere, we get in a, a someone's driveway, we're running in to pick something up or drop something off. We're going to be gone for forty seconds. Yeah. We roll the windows down all the way. We take the keys with us. That way, there's no no, uh, no, no chance of happen. anything. That's happening. a good yeah. idea. Yeah, it's it. God, we can't talk about this enough, you know. No, we can't. Yeah, it, it's such a good reminder to people, whether it's pets, people. Um, don't don't leave them in a hot car. Don't lock the doors. You know, ch check if you know. I take my dog with me everywhere, and um, especially in the summer. Um, if I if he's not with me, I always just look in the back, just make sure I haven't accidentally left him there. And um, yeah, gosh, you don't want to do that to anybody. It can take just fifteen minutes. For a child in a hot car to suffer life-threatening brain or kidney injuries, 15 minutes is about how long it can take to run into the grocery store to pick up milk. Oh, so, yeah, you get stuck in a line with the talkative cashier or something, and you're just, you don't realize how quickly the time passes, and just take them with you. Uh, there's a real, real easy way to remember and, and be safe. It's called Be Safe. It's an acronym, Be Safe. B for backseat, put something in the backseat. E, every child should be correctly restrained in the backseat. S, stuffed animal. Keep a brightly colored one in the car seat when your child is not there. That's a good idea. Then move it from the car seat to the front seat after you strap your child in to remind you when your baby is in the back seat. A, ask your babysitter or child care provider to call you within 10 minutes if your child has not arrived on time. F, focus on driving. Avoid cell phone calls and text messaging while driving. And E, every time you park your vehicle, open the back door to make sure no one has been left behind. So get in these habits. Let's save lives. It doesn't take long. Even on an overcast day, in the shade, less than an hour, someone can die inside a car. So please, 
uh, be safe and be careful about it. All right, uh, how to help your car itself cope with extreme heat. Some people worry about their car sitting out in the work parking lot in the heat summer sun, mm-hmm. uh, the summer the the hot heat, and uh, what it will do to the interior, the exterior. Well, here's some uh, some checks, some tips to help your car cope with the extreme heat. Uh, check uh, tire trouble. The time to check tire pressure is before you start driving. Driving in hot weather, you need to always check your tire pressure on all the tires, including the spare. Having lower than recommended pressure causes tires to flex more than they should. That's not only bad for gas mileage, but causes premature wear and allows tires to build up heat much easier, which can lead to tire failure. Uh, Of course, check the fluid levels. Probably the most important fluid to check is the coolant level. If you haven't changed it in a while, it probably needs to be done. Shouldn't be more than a few years old. Beware of old batteries. Batteries that are four or five years old are near the end of life. Make sure you get those replaced every three years or so at the or at the latest. Crack the correct windows to cool off quickly. Now, this is I think some people, they crack their windows thinking, oh, this will help. But here's the proper way to do it. To push hot air out of a car that's been parked, crank up the fan when you start driving and open just the rear windows for about 10 to 20 seconds. Yep. Opening the front windows is actually just going to keep buffeting the hot air in the back and all around the car. Also, don't waste time and gas letting your car run a while before you go. Your car's air conditioning system actually works a lot better when you're actually driving down the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you own a windshield sunshade, they come in many varieties, plain and shiny, artistic, blah, 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 blah. But don't be too alarmed by extreme temperatures. Uh, Consumer Reports points out that automakers test their vehicles in extremely hot environments like Death Valley. Their experts believe you shouldn't be afraid to hit the road even if it is above 100 degrees or so. Just so get a sunshade, unroll the back windows, watch your batteries, check your fluid levels, and your tire pressure. Yeah, your car's designed to operate fine in 100 degree heat, but there's some things you can do to make yourself a little more comfortable. I worry more about like paint peeling and bubbling and things <laughs> like that. That's more sun and things like that and keeping the paint clean and um, waxing it. And there, there's some protectants you can do, you know, if, you, if you're if you going to keep your car 10, you know, 15, 20 years and you want it looking nice, then yeah, you, you see those cars out there on the road with the clear coat peeling off. Um, they haven't been properly maintained uh, for, for the paint. 855-340-ZONE if you want to get in on uh, the show before we end. We've got a few f- movie passes to hand out to one lucky caller. 855-340-ZONE. A legend is gone, George Roska. You've been to Brooklyn? Uh, once. I've never been to Brooklyn. I hear it's a cool place. Yeah, we went a couple years ago. It was nice. Did you see a old rusty Cadillac on Brooklyn Street? I did not. Well, seasons change, (laughs) but the old rusty Cadillac parked on Brooklyn Street remained the same for years. According to estimates by a longtime neighborhood resident, it was there since 1994. Wow. 25 years later, the 71 Caddy made its final run, being towed away by the New York Police Department after a Windsor Park resident complained. It took them 25 years to tow it. The New York Daily (laughs) News reports the vehicle was a local landmark. (laughs) <laughs> it was owned by an elderly man reportedly suffering from uh, the effects of old age, and he was unable yeah. to take care of it, yeah. according to the local residents. Interestingly, the 70 sedan had a current New York inspection sticker. Odd. But after a recent complete complaint, the car was ticketed by a street cleaner and shortly thereafter towed to the pound. Well, don't they have, like, you can only keep your car here for two hours or something? Because that's how it is in Salt Lake on the street. And I would think Brooklyn would have... 
tighter, stringent, more stringent. Yeah, parking requirements. But that's why there's no parking in New York because you keep your car in the same spot for 25 <laughs> years. One woman who moved into the neighborhood three years ago said, "It's a safety hazard. My children <laughs> walk by it every day. It needs to go away." Another neighbor added, "Everybody had to move except you guessed it. This Cadillac is even above films. No ticket n- <laughs> and no tow." No one was actually sure when the car was last moved from the location. New parking rules couldn't relocate the caddy, and even a, a recent f- city filming permit that asked all residents to move their cars couldn't change anything. The luxury sedan from decades ago was stuffed from floor to roof with yellow newspapers and empty water bottles. This guy's got to have some connections somewhere. However, not everyone was happy, George, when the vehicle was towed away. Quote by a man but who goes by the name of Jake said, That car is a staple in this community. Those who gawk at it and want to get rid of it aren't real Brooklynites. <laughs> How dare you take our trash away? <laughs> that's Brooklyn's trash. <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. A local just, landmark. Yeah. Let's drive down and see the caddy. Yeah. This is why just some things never change. 855-340-ZONE. <laughs> Let's get some more phone calls in before we end the show. Kurt has a uh, comment for us. Hi, Kurt. What's up, Kurt? Oh, no, Kurt. We lost him. Kurt. That's a terrible comment, Kurt. Call back. I disagree wholeheartedly with your sentiment, <laughs> sir. Whatever you had, please call us back. We've, we've got some time, Kurt. 855-340-ZONE. Love to get you back on the show there. Uh, we've got a, a few people calling in. We'll get to you here uh, before the show. Again, four-pack of movie passes goes to one of you lucky callers here in just moments. We'll wrap up the show in about six and a half minutes, so get your phone calls in now. 855-340-ZONE. All right, while we await the, the next caller, do you see what uh, the president of the Philippines did or is doing? President Duterte? I don't know how you say the, this name. Been, no, I didn't. 68 cars worth $5.89 million were destroyed by the Philippines president, including Lamborghinis, Mustangs, and Porsches, and eight motorcycles. Again, valued at more than $5.89 million, bulldozed into dust and rubble. Why? Because they were illegally imported into Why the country. destroy them, though? That's what I don't get. The country impounded these vehicles. Yeah. Took ownership of these vehicles. Yeah. Worth nearly $6 million. Yeah. And instead of turning that over and selling it, and yeah, making yeah. some money, no, I get impounding them. I get everything uh-huh. if they were if it was done illegally. Auction them off. You auction them off. Sell them to China. They're they're trying to. <laughs> they're selling you they're stuff. Se- yeah, exactly. So sell them stuff. Uh, yeah, they'll sell it back to you, and they'll import it illegally again. <laughs> uh, you, this is a business. Come on, get with it. If you destroy it, no. Not to um, mention, uh, the Philippines is still a developing economic country. I just don't get the destruction. They're such nice cars, you know. Like, the the video is hilarious of him. Like a five-year-old at a monster truck rally. That's what I think it's all about. Is goggles just and a feed, construction cap, cheering as they his crushed ego a Lamborghini. And, uh, yeah, terrible. Don't don't give the current president any ideas. Eight five five three four zero. Let's try the phone lines again. Let's go uh, to Eric now. Hi, Eric. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> what can we do for you? Bad George. Eric, you there? Yep, yep, I'm here. Sorry. What do you got for us? 
Yeah, so I think my quick uh, vacation getaway uh, here in Utah locally was up to Strawberry Reservoir for a camping trip. Ooh, that's a good took one. The, took the family crawdadding. Oh, crawdadding. Uh, I don't know if nice. you guys have done the crawdads. No, I didn't know you could do them at Strawberry. That's cool. Yeah, so we just uh, put, you know, chicken bones and, uh, you know, chicken legs in um, on a string about 10, 15 feet in the water. And, you know, every 10 minutes we're pulling in 12 crawdads and we have a big boil uh, with corn and potatoes and it was a good time. Oh, I'm going to have to try that. Are crawdad good eating? They're delicious. They are? Yeah. If if you Uh, like that kind of thing. They look like a bug. It's it's a little similar to um, crab meat, but it's it's not very much meat, so you have to yeah, you got to eat a lot. You have of to them. eat like a hundred of them. <laughs> it's like it's like those people that say we're going to replace the meat in the world with crickets. Yeah, that takes like a gazillion crickets <laughs> to make a chicken nugget. So yeah, yeah. but it'd be a fun activity, nevertheless, for sure. Not too far away either. Thank you, Eric. Appreciate the suggestion. Uh, all right, from Eric to Donald now. Hi, Donald. Hello, this is the Donald. You're welcome. You are giving me ideas. I love what you're doing. I've got this car. It's called America, and you guys are the only mechanics I would ever call to give some ideas. Let me just say, this show is the opposite of fake news. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. You're making radio great again. Love what you're doing. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Thank you, the love, Donald. Love it. That was awesome. Appreciate it. Yes. Don't get any ideas, though, about smashing yeah. your neighbor's cars uh, <laughs> with, with America. Make America great again. <laughs> Don't make your neighbor's cars into rubble. Yeah. yeah. All right. You did that, by the way. Uh, That's I didn't on you. do anything. <laughs> you did. That was such a good comment, though. All right. Uh, before we go, we just got a couple more uh, odds and ends. Toyota is building a better golf cart. For next summer, for next year's summer Olympics, is it going to be self-driving? I don't know if it's going to be self-driving. <laughs> I, you know, I like driving golf carts. It's so much fun. This, uh, so what they've done is they've had this big study where they've pretty much driven and studied every golf cart ever made. It's like a souped-up golf cart, and they've taken the good from every golf cart ma- uh, model and turned it into the ultimate golf cart. It is. It's not. It doesn't look. It doesn't look any different. Doesn't than, look like a golf cart. It's it not looks, like a futuristic golf cart. It looks kind of futuristic, but it looks like a a mini bus. Okay. It's got two rows of seating and then the driver up front. Oh, so it's it's a larger. It's got a scooping kind of plexiglass cover, hmm. and the sides are open, so it's like a hop on, hop off. Okay. Golf cart. They're gonna be real is. popular in Florida. In Florida, yeah. Once yeah. they uh, are decommissioned from Tokyo next summer, uh, they'll be uh, yeah, you'll see running around everywhere. Boca Raton. Oh, yeah, everywhere. The the best uh, well, golf carts There's some communities the out there that you can only have golf carts driving around. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No, my buddy uh, um, lives out there, and uh, his his grandparents are actually the ones that, that live. But, yeah, they, they cannot have cars. Um, they, they have a 15-mile-an-hour speed limit. <laughs> the roads are tiny. Um, and you can only drive around in a golf cart, but uh, they love it. It's, I mean, it, it's Florida, so hey. That's very interesting. Yeah, it's, it's another what is world the, out there. Jerry Seinfeld said about Florida, it's where old people go to pretend they're not hot. Yeah. <laughs> You're hot? <laughs> <laughs> Putting on sweaters and stuff, and it's 93 degrees outside. All right, final call of the morning. Joe is in at the buzzer. Thanks for calling in, Joe. Yeah, Thank you, guys. I've got a question for your Subaru guests. 
Yes. Yeah, what's ahead. going on? I purchased a uh, 2016 Subaru STI in uh, bought, bought it brand new in uh, 1916 uh, from your 3535 uh, location. Okay. Uh, my question is, uh, what updates can I expect on the new 2020 STI? You know, they have been pretty tight-lipped with that so far. Um, so I don't have any more advanced knowledge than what's already been kind of shared on the the internet over there. I know they're, you know, right now their big focus on the STI is um, that S209 where they're making a limited edition of them and, and giving them a little more power and, and some carbon fiber trim. But as far as the standard one goes, um, I don't have any news there. I, I don't think they're going to redesign it in 2020. I think we would have already heard about that if uh, if they were. So I would, uh, I would guess the next revision is going to be probably 2021 or even 2022. Um, and I am very excited to see what they do with it, though. It should be, uh, it should be a really cool car coming out. Okay. Are you enjoying your 16, though? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a heck of a lot of fun to drive and uh, uh, good workmanship. It's a it's, uh, good outfit, good car, for all, all around good car, especially in the wintertime. Oh, that's great. Have you had any fun drives out this summer or any uh, scenic places you've been? Yes, yes. Thanks for the call, Joe. Enjoy that STI. Man, I, uh, I wish I had I know, STI. I know. Now I want to go drive an STI. <laughs> All right, real quick. We had 11 callers today. I've got them in random order. Alex Lundberg, random number between 1 and 11. How about 7? Seven? 7? <laughs> 7 gives us, oh, Don, who, who uh, invited himself to help paint my garage. There we go, Don. Come so. pick up your tickets. They'll be at Austin's garage. <laughs> <laughs> ah, no. They'll be at the Midtown store in, yeah, come, a, in a week or so. Come see us next week at uh, Mark Miller Subaru 3535 South State. For George Roska and Al Alex Lundberg, I'm Austin Horton. We'll see you next week on Utah Car Sense. Thanks, everybody.